Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Bless your name, God. I believe the Lord is already speaking to his people this morning. I believe the spirit is leading and moving in this place. So grateful for his presence on this morning. I really believe that Dana was spirit led with that hymn on this morning. Could it be that we are forsaking our peace because we failed to take some things in prayer? Could it be that we're carrying unnecessary burdens because we failed to take some things in prayer? Somebody say it's a privilege to go to God in prayer. It's a privilege to go to God in prayer. Hallelujah. I want you to stand to your feet. I know I said this last week, but so grateful for the gift. That is in us in the psalmist for this morning, Dana. Believe the Lord has used you mightily, and I pray that this word seals what we've declared in worship on this morning. Psalm chapter 27, verse number four. One uh, one verse, Psalm chapter 27, verse number four. Reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. So glad that y'all didn't allow the weather to keep you from the house of the Lord. This is what you said this morning because you're here. I believe you declared as David has said. He said this, one thing I have desired of the Lord. Somebody say one thing. That I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Somebody say forever. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire. Somebody say take it to God in prayer. In his temple. I love how the Holy Spirit weaves things together. One thing I've desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject, the resolve of the seeker. The resolve of the seeker. Somebody say the resolve of the seeker. The resolve of the seeker. I need us to understand that the effective pursuit of the Lord requires a posture. If I'm going to effectively pursue God, I have to have the right posture. In other words, last week I shared what's required of the seeker, but even beyond that, there's a resolve of the seeker. And somebody may be saying, what is a resolve? What what is resolve? I'll give you a definition. It means a firm course of action. So whenever I pursue God, I've got to be firm in my pursuit and I've got to have this level of course of action. Somebody say, I need a resolve. I've I've got to have this resolve as a seeker of God. And I believe one of the reasons why many of us never see the reward from our seeking is because we failed to have a resolve. 
Uh, and this is why David was able to declare in Psalm 6, 9 that the Lord has heard my supplication and the Lord will receive my prayer. I, I don't want to pursue God and God not receive what I've given to him. Did y'all hear what I just said? I don't want to waste my time on my face. I don't want to waste my time um, fasting from stuff and God not receive my prayer. So as I'm in pursuit of God, somebody say, I want God to receive my pursuit. Uh, so, so as David was able to make this declaration in Psalm chapter 6, uh, the Lord received his seeking of him, so it m- must be for us. I- I'm not going to seek God in vain. Because as I shared last week, we can't afford for our pursuit of the Lord to be in vain. I don't know about nobody else, but I like eating y'all and I don't want to just turn over my plate for no reason. I, if I'm going to go after him, somebody say, I've got to get him. Yeah, I want I want God to receive my pursuit. In other words, if we're going to make intentions to seek the Lord, I want God to invite us in. I, I want us. I want you to know that many people have intentions of pursuing God, but God doesn't invite everybody in. Uh, so if I'm going to have these intentions, I want God to invite me in. Therefore, our prayer must be, Lord, receive our seeking of you. Yet this requires a resolve. And I want to drop this off before I get into the meat of this sermon this morning. And I need somebody to understand this, that your emotions in seeking does not determine your effectiveness of your seeking. I need, I need y'all to catch what I just said. Some of y'all think I've just got to put all my emotions in it and it's going to determine my effectiveness. Somebody say the devil is a lie. And I want you to know it's not just the level of emotion um, from the extreme standpoint that I put in that does not make it, um, my seeking effective, but I'm even talking about the lowest common denominator. Somebody might be saying, what do I mean? Consider, consider the emotions of David in Psalm chapter 6. Notice, notice this about David. Uh, if you can go to the next screen for me. David, if you look at it really carefully, David was void of strength in verse number 2. Then the Bible says that David was troubled in his soul in verse number three. Then the Bible says that David experienced this overwhelming suffering in verses four and five. And then the Bible even it says that he battled sorrow in verses six through eight. So, so, so David had this, this um, spectrum of emotions. Somebody say emotions. Yet despite David's lack of strength, despite his troubled soul, despite being inflicted with suffering, despite his overwhelming sorrow, God still received his pursuit. I I think that's so critical. So what am I trying to say? You can be in spiritual war while you seek him. Just don't lose your resolve. Uh, You can be, watch this, enduring a season of worry while you seek him, but just don't lose your resolve. You can even be weeping while you seek him, but don't lose your resolve. Many of us think because I'm not in the best condition in my soul that is going to determine if God's going to receive my pursuit. Somebody say the devil is a lie. Listen, that's good news to me, y'all, that I can be crying and God, it does not determine if, I, if God is going to receive my prayers. Oh, that's good news, y'all. This means despite the condition of your soul, you can still seek the Lord and the Lord will receive you. Because it's your course of action while you seek him that matters despite the condition of your soul. And here lies one of the tricks of the enemy. He wants you to believe that the condition of your soul will make, watch this, the seeking of the Lord conditional. He wants you to believe that the condition of your soul will make your seeking of the Lord conditional. So in other words, when I'm going through, we feel like God ain't going to hear me because I'm in such a bad place. 
we feel like because I'm so beat up emotionally that I'm barely getting words out my mouth that God will not receive my prayers. Somebody say it's not so. Now that's good news to me, y'all, that my soul can be jacked up, but God still receive my prayers. This is why it's hard. Uh, the enemy wants to make it hard for many believers to pray when you're being persecuted. He wants you to believe that your seeking is conditional. It can be hard to cry out to the Lord uh, while you're literally, watch this, crying. Uh, he wants you to believe that it's conditional. And watch this, it can be hard if we can be honest to go after the Lord when we've been afflicted. But God says, I don't care if you're being persecuted. I don't care if you're literally crying. I don't care if you're being afflicted. If you can have the right resolve, I can still receive your pursuit. Now that's good news to me. I don't know about nobody else. The condition of your souls does not make your seeking of the Lord conditional. And this is why one of the reasons that the enemy wants you watch this to make your seeking of the Lord conditional. Because he knows that if you seek his face, watch this, the enemy knows if you seek God's face, there's favor that is extended to you. Somebody say there's favor. Y'all got to understand why is it so hard for many believers to pray? Why is it so hard for many of us to worship? Why is it so hard for many of us to seek God in certain areas of our life? Because the enemy knows that if you seek his face, you receive favor. I need you to understand something about David. If you look throughout the Psalms, you see David crying out to the Lord. You see David uh, enduring so much, but he had so much favor on his life. And one of the reasons why David had so much favor is because he would seek God's face. Somebody say, if you want favor, seek God's face. And I believe David understood this favor. And this is why we find him throughout the Psalms consistently and constantly seeking the Lord. And this is why he pleaded with God in Psalm 51:11. Notice what he says. Do not cast me away from your presence. Because David knew that there was too much to lose if he could no longer pursue the Lord. This is why I said it this morning and I'm so grateful for Dana and listening and being led by the Spirit. It's a privilege to pray. Somebody say it's too much on the line. I believe beyond watch this, David's will to seek the Lord, he also had wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. We, we've got to have a level of wisdom about how to seek the Lord. And somebody may be saying, how do I know? David was able to seek the Lord in seasons of prosperity. Do I have that on the screen? Notice this. After victories in war, we will find David seeking the Lord. He was able to seek the Lord in seasons of pain. After his son fell ill, David found himself seeking the Lord. And David was able to seek the Lord even in seasons of persecution when his enemies were after his life. In other words, David was able to seek the Lord in any season. And as believers, if we want God's favor to remain on my life, on our lives, we've got to be able to seek God. Someone say in any season. And if we can be honest, there are some seasons that make it difficult to seek God. It's easy to seek God in seasons of prosperity but not so much in seasons of pain. So the critical question we've got to ask ourselves is, why and how was David, David able to seek the Lord in any season? Uh, we want that to be our testimony. What was his resolve that caused him to seek God in any season? Somebody say there's a resolve. 
I believe it was because David understood this resolve that it would require to seek the Lord. I believe that posture is revealed in our foundational text. And I need us to understand something really quick. Theologians are unclear as to what portion or period of David's life that he penned this psalm. We're not, we're not really clear concerning that. But I do know that what is clear, it was a season of persecution. Somebody say persecution. In other words, how do I know? Uh, David speaks of the wicked against him in verse number two. He speaks of the war around him in verse number three. And then he gives us this level of wisdom in verse number four. So in other words, David said, I don't care that I'm being persecuted. I don't care that there's war going on around me. I don't care that there's wicked folk trying to attack me. My desire is to seek the Lord. Somebody say that has to be my desire. And as David had this level of wisdom, I want to glean, I want us to glean this wisdom this morning. So let us look at our text so that we can have the right resolve to seek God. Somebody say in any season. Here's the first portion of the text. The Bible says one thing I've desired of the Lord. I need us to understand that the harvest of seeking is only reserved for those that are hungry. Someone say, I've got to be hungry. Yeah, you got to be hungry. And this is how we can have the ability to seek him in dry seasons, in difficult seasons, and in demonic seasons. When we have a personal desire to seek him. So in other words, if I, if I, the, the type of resolve that I have to have, it has to be personal. Nobody can't push me into this desire. Nobody can't prompt me into this desire. Nobody can't talk me into this desire from the pulpit. Somebody say it has to be personal. And because there's nothing, watch this, that will hinder your ability to seek God when you're hungry for God. And I'm sorry, but I believe we're in a generation of believers that are not hungry for him. You ain't got to tell me to seek God when I've known what he's done in my life. Somebody say, get hungry. Yeah, we, we, we've got to be, be hungry for God. Therefore, if we are in a, in a season, watch this, where we find it difficult to seek him, we may need to question our desire. Watch what David declares in our foundational text. He says, one thing I have desired of the Lord. Because David's desire to seek the Lord, it was personal. Somebody say, it was personal. And this was the resolve um, for David, so it must be for us. Uh, In other words, I don't need nobody to persuade me to seek him when my desire is personal. This ain't ain't the one where the grandma gonna have to push you to seek him because my desire is personal. And watch this, if it's not personal, the push won't do nothing for you. I'm trying to help somebody today. In other words, you don't need nobody to plead for you to seek God when your desire, somebody say, is personal. Yeah, so the critical question really is this, because I know I get a lot of believers that say, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what he did to me. You don't know what they're doing to me. You don't know what I'm going through. It's not how difficult the season is. It's how much desire do you have in the season. Now, that's good news to me. It does not matter how difficult the season is. It matters about the desire that I have. Someone say, in the season. And watch this, many folk won't know that this season, for even for this pastor's life, is difficult. But the reason why I keep pressing is someone say, it's personal. Oh, it's personal, it's personal. So, so it must be in like manner for us. Notice this, we can't allow anything to get in the way of us seeking God. That means, watch this, David said, I don't care if there's an agenda against me. I don't care if there's an attack against me. I don't care if there's an affliction against me. Nothing will get in my way of seeking God. 
And the problem with a lot of believers is we let too many things get in our way of seeking him. We find every excuse not to pursue him. We find everything to say. You don't know how much the enemy is on my back. And I get that, but you don't know how much desire is in my belly. It must be in like manner for us. Our resolve must be that we get to a place in our walk with God where nothing gets in our way of our pursuit of God. How much peace do we forfeit? Because we didn't take it to God in prayer. This is why David, now that's good news. Maybe it's not the persecution that you're having. It's the peace that you have forsaken. And many of us feel so bad. Pastor, you don't know how depressed I am. You've forsaken your peace. I just need you to have, someone say, a desire. Watch what David says um, to his son in this manner in 1 Chronicles chapter 22, verse 19. Notice what it says. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. And this, is, this is what David told Solomon as he was preparing to build the temple of the Lord. Because even David knew that if your heart and soul are not set to seek the Lord, watch this, the situations of life have the ability to deny you seeking the Lord. Somebody say, my soul has to say yes. If you don't have a desire, every situation that will arise, and somebody say, situations will arise. And here's what many believers mess up on. They don't realize that the afflictions of the righteous, somebody say, they're many. It's many afflictions. The Bible says, watch this, that there'll be much trouble in this world. Ooh, the Bible says man born of a woman is of a few days and some I'd say full of trouble. So, so if I understand that, I understand that the situations of life will arise. But my soul, someone said my soul has to say yes. Somebody has to get a personal desire. And watch this. If you ever sought after God at least one time and you've got the fruit of what you got, what you needed from God, it makes your soul Say yes. Because some of y'all ain't seeking God. Y'all seeking the stuff of God. Somebody say, I'm after God. Uh, and here's the good news. Our prayer must be that, believers, we have a, des- a burning desire to seek the Lord. And here's the good news. I said this on last week. If we desire him, he'll give us the desires of our heart. And the problem is our desires are misplaced. Many folk don't come to church until they need God. And it's not that they come to church until they need God. They don't come to church until they need something from God. You know how church folk like to pop up when they need something from you? Oh, you made it look like you were coming to see me, but you really need something from me. And many of us treat God, somebody say, the same way. Girl, how are you coming over? Come on over, I'm chilling. But you want something from me. They start off all good and say, can I borrow a few dollars? You're treating me just like you treat God. Uh, Watch what the New Living Translation of Psalm 37, 4 declared. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. God says, somebody say, desire me. So watch this. If you've yet to receive what you are desiring from the Lord, you may need to question your personal desire of him. Because your harvest of seeking is always promised, 
watch this, to the hungry. The Bible says, they that thirst and hunger after righteousness shall be filled. Not the stuff. The, 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 the very essence and character, somebody say, of him. And the reason why some of y'all empty is because y'all searching, y'all seeking after the stuff and not of him. This is why our resolve must be that our seeking, watch this, is personal. Somebody say it got to be personal. And watch this, if your desire is not from God, you don't have a personal desire to seek him, you need to take some personal reflection and ask yourself why. I've got to ask myself, and many times I'm going to get to this a little bit, there's some desires, somebody say, that are not of God. Yeah, you got too much flesh in you. Somebody say you got too much flesh. Yeah, they don't talk talk about that in the contemporary church no more, but you got too much flesh. So the first thing I needed us to understand that we need a personal resolve. Now let's look at the next portion of the text. The Bible says that I will seek. Seeking his face is not for the faint of heart. Y'all know this new church, we got to be out in the hour. Matter of fact, we got to be out in 45 minutes. I got to catch the football game. Y'all don't really like to waste time. And and, and y'all say it in this way, in the house of God. But here's what I love about the old church. They would have tarrying services. Because watch this, seeking his face is not for the faint of heart. Somebody say, you got to go all the way in. See, y'all don't want to go all the way in with him, but you want all of his stuff. That means we can't afford to grow weary. Someone say, don't grow weary. You can't afford to stop waiting while seeking him. And watch as you can't afford to wane while seeking him. Somebody may be saying, why is this significant? Because your ability to receive your fruit from seeking him is dependent upon your ability to faint not while seeking him. Someone say, faint not. If I want fruit from what I'm pursuing God for, I cannot afford to faint. I know some of y'all ain't like that. Some of y'all that grew up in church, y'all be like, my knees hurt. Get me up off this altar. But they were trying to treat you, teach you how to faint not. This is why we're admonished throughout scripture even more to faint not. This is why Galatians 6 and 9 admonished us in this manner. Let us not grow weary. So this version says, be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we, somebody say, faint not. Yeah, faint not, faint not. This means our ability to reap from seeking is dependent upon our ability to remain in seeking. This is why David declares these words in our foundational text. That will I seek. I I, I think that's so critical. The the Hebrew translation of this phrase, that will I seek, is the word bakash. And one definition is, some would say seeking. In other words, David's um, pursuit of the Lord was not simply present tense, but some might say it was perpetual. It, in other words, it was some might say it was ongoing. So, so, so the resolve that a believer has to have in our pursuit of God, some might say that resolve has to be perpetual. Some might say it has to be perpetual. This means we need to remain steadfast. And here lies one of the reasons why the enemy wants you to lose faith while seeking. He wants you to think your seeking is in vain. He wants you to get frustrated while seeking. He wants something to distract us from seeking. And hear this, he literally wants us to get faint while seeking. Physically tired. Because the enemy knows that if I want to reap from my seeking, I cannot faint. Somebody say, don't faint. And many of us, we get to a point where we lose faith in God. God, I've been praying about this for years and I don't see no fruit. We get 
frustrated when life throws a curveball and then we stop seeking God. Many of y'all, some of say, I'll just get tired. Yeah, some of y'all just get tired. The enemy does not want our resolve, watch this, of seeking the Lord to be perpetual. And so, so, in other words, here's a word of wisdom. This means our seeking of God should never be seasonal. Did y'all catch what I just said? Your ability, we shouldn't have to call a fast for you to go seek God. Somebody say that's seasonal. There should be no situation in your life that arises from time to time to cause you to seek God. Somebody say that's seasonal. There should not be an event that happens that causes you to fall on your face. Somebody say that's seasonal. The believer should be as David was. And I said this, we find him throughout the Psalms constantly and consistently seeking the Lord. And notice what Jesus says in Luke chapter 18 verse 1. I love the new life version of this. Men should always pray and not give up. Because as the old saints will say, this is why I love the saints so old. And and, and so it must be for us. There is too much to pray about. You know, sometimes I just see stuff on social media. I see stuff on the news. And I just say, boo, it's much to pray about. The old saints knew that there was nothing that, that, that could stop them from seeking the Lord. Because somebody said there's much to pray about. And listen, if you don't think it's much to pray about, you must not be living. If you just live for a few moments, there's much to pray about. It don't even have to touch your home. But you know that it has the possibility of touching your home. When I see kids getting snatched up, I know my baby's safe, but I know it has the ability to touch my home. Somebody say there's much to pray about. When I see folk can go to the grocery store, I know Miss Sharon West, if she was here in Buffalo, and folk could just be buying groceries and somebody shoot the place up. Somebody say there's much to pray about. If you ain't got much to pray about, you must not be living. Somebody say there's much to pray about. We shouldn't have to find a reason to seek him, but rather he should always find him, us seeking him. Ooh. And as I shared this last week, the reality is much of what deters us from seeking the Lord is really a device of the enemy. Anytime you have an excuse, somebody say that's the enemy. Yet we cannot be ignorant of the enemy's devices because the enemy knows, watch this, if he can cause us to stop seeking God and our our seeking is not perpetual, we're denied our promise. Much of what God has promised us is denied to the believer because our our seeking of him is not perpetual. Somebody say, don't give up. Yeah, don't give up. Don't give up. If you really want what God has promised to you, somebody say, don't give up. This is why Jesus had to rebuke his own disciples. Watch this. He said, then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, what could you not watch with me? Just one hour. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. In other words, I believe God is trying to push his people into a season where we just, somebody say, keep watch. And it's not that deep, y'all. Some of us make pursuing God so deep. It's some, sometimes I'll be in my car and I'll just say, thank you, God. Yeah. I, sometimes I'll just be walking and i say, Lord, keep me. Sometimes one of y'all are dropping my spirit and I say, God, cover them. Your seeking does not have to be deep. Somebody say, don't be so deep. You got to have a pressure. You got to have the atmosphere right. You got to call up Dana to say, girl, can you sing a worship song on the phone? Somebody say, it's not that deep not that deep y'all making excuses and somebody say it's the enemy yeah and i said this the enemy 
watch this, is crafty and he's cunning, but he's also subtle. So he finds any crevice to come on in. And when we make an excuse, we think it's a legitimate and it's really, somebody say, the enemy. Yeah, it's the enemy, it's the enemy. All we have to do is learn how to keep watch. So the critical question we got to ask ourselves is, can I be steadfast in my seeking? The good news is when you're steadfast in your seeking, your seeking will never be in vain. Now that's good news, y'all. And listen, you don't have to be no prayer warrior. Somebody say, you ain't got to be no prayer warrior. I just told you that David was filled with emotions. If you got to cry and all you get out is a thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, your, your labor is not in vain. If you can't even utter a word, but all you got is tears streaming down your face, somebody say, your labor's not in vain. Somebody say, I'm going to give you a Bible. Watch what 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58 says. Therefore, beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor, somebody say, my labor, is not in vain. So God says, if you remain steadfast, what you're seeking me for will never be in vain. Tell your neighbor, keep watch. And I said this and I'm going to say it again. Be careful of the excuses that arise in seasons of seeking. And somebody say they will arise. Folk going to tell you, come on, girl, let's go here, let's go there. Somebody say excuses. The enemy will tell you you don't have time. The enemy will tell you you need to get some sleep. And the enemy will tell you it don't take all of that. But what may seem like a good excuse may really be the attempt of the enemy to ensnare you. Did y'all catch what I just said? Notice again what verse 41 of Matthew 26 says. Watch and pray lest you enter into, somebody say temptation. Some version of this text say fall. Because the enemy wants you to faint while seeking because it makes you subject to fall. When my mind is no longer in a, in a posture to pursue him, somebody say it makes me subject to fall. Yeah, it makes me subject to fall. Somebody, the enemy is subtle. He's subtle. We got to keep watch. Somebody say keep watch. Remain steadfast because our resolving seeking is that our seeking must be perpetual. Somebody say it ain't that deep. Deep. But you ain't got to know scriptures like um, Deacon and Cindy. Somebody say it ain't that deep. God is just looking for you to pursue him and pursue him perpetually. So the first thing I said is our resolve has to be personal. Nobody can give it to me. Then our resolve has to be perpetual. Now let's look at this next portion of the text. The Bible says that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord. I pursue him, God must be to get into his presence. If I'm going to pursue God, I'm trying to get, somebody say, into his presence. A lot of folk don't get there. It's a, it's a privilege to even be in his presence. I was praying that this morning that I just said, thank you, God, that you allow us to be in your presence. This is why David says he seeks the Lord in order that he may dwell in the house of the Lord, somebody say, forever. And to behold the beauty of the Lord. Yet, hear this, your ability to be in the presence of the Lord has a prerequisite. Somebody say there's a prerequisite. How do I know? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 29. The Bible says Let no, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Somebody say no flesh. Yeah, no flesh, no flesh. In other words, you can't effect, effectively seek his face if you're in 
your flesh. Someone say, get out your flesh. And here lies one of the reasons that many believers never see the fruit of their seeking is because many believers attempt to seek God in their flesh. Somebody say, get out your flesh. And this is why, watch this, our resolving seeking is that our seeking must be positional. Somebody say, I got to get in the spirit. Yeah, I got to get in the spirit. I ain't just talking about speaking in tongues because you just think I got to. No, I'm talking about in the spirit. Somebody say, in the spirit. Because some of y'all know how to speak in tongues and still be nasty. Somebody say, that's that you in your flesh. So, so, so we've got to be, in other words, we've got to be in the spirit and led by the spirit. Uh, uh, in, in other words, so when we seek God, we've got to ask ourselves, we got to say, God, am I in the spirit? Am I being led by, I, somebody say the spirit. the spirit. Yeah, am I being led by the spirit? Because if we can't answer that question with confidence, we may just be in our flesh. Somebody say, get out your flesh. Yeah, get out your flesh. Hear this. Here's a word of wisdom. Prayers can sound good, but if there's prayers are out of your flesh, you'll never see any fruit. You know, it's, it's folk that seem like they know how to pray down fire from heaven, but they can still be in their flesh. Girl, you just say, you ain't talked to me. As soon as I came in the church, you gave me a little nasty attitude. Someone say, they in their flesh. This is why Jesus declared, watch this, in John 6, 63. It is the spirit who gives life and the flesh profits nothing. You may get a praise for that prayer in your flesh, but it won't profit you nothing. You know, somebody may pat you on that back for that prayer in that flesh, but it will not profit you nothing. Watch this. Here's Here's the other thing. Somebody may give you praise, somebody may pat on your back, and it won't profit you nothing, and it won't please God. Many of us are in our flesh. It look good, but it ain't pleasing God. It ain't good to him. Somebody say it ain't good to him. Yeah, I know it look good. Do we have this on our screen, Romans 8 and 8? So then, those are in the flesh cannot please God. So many of us are pursuing God. Somebody say, in my flesh. We cannot profit from our seeking nor please God when we're in our flesh. And here, hear this. This is why um, we, many of us the, the, we're, we're pushed to this place of fasting when we're pursuing God. Because what we're trying to do is kill as much as our flesh as we can. Somebody say, kill your flesh. And too many of y'all love y'all flesh more than you love seeking his face. And this is why our resolve must be positional. I said, I got to be in the spirit. And it's important to note, watch this. Watch what Galatians 5.24 says. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh. And with it is passions and desires. Because if you don't kill your flesh, watch this. Your flesh will kill your ability to seek his face. Someone say, I want to seek his face. This ability to have resolve in our pursuit of God, it's going to require it to be, somebody say positional. And here's how y'all can know if you're, if you're in your flesh. Somebody say, just go to Galatians chapter 5. And look at the fruit of the Spirit. Some of y'all ain't long-suffering. Some of y'all short with folks. Some of y'all ain't patient. Some of y'all ain't loving. Some of y'all ain't kind. Some of y'all ain't gentle to folk. You want to just tell, tell it how it is. Someone say you're in your flesh. And you want you think you're so deep in the spirit because you know scriptures and you're really in your flesh. And you may look good to folk quoting those scriptures, but watch this. You are not pleasing God 
Someone say kill your flesh and seek him in the spirit. Because our resolve and seeking, it must be positioned. I'm done, y'all. I ain't going to be like the old school church and keep y'all in church all day. But I, I need us to understand what is going to keep me in my pursuit of God. Because we can't afford for our seeking of God, somebody say, to be in vain. I, I want to see fruit. Somebody say, I want to see fruit. Yet this fruit requires a resolve. It's not about, this is why the Bible says the end of a thing is better than the beginning. What kind of resolve is going to get me to the end of my pursuit? I believe David reveals it in our text. Somebody say, I need a resolve. Listen, if, you ain't, if, if your resolve is not personal, you ain't got no personal desire, tell your neighbor, go get one. It, it don't matter how much the church say we're going to fast for 21 days to begin the year. If you ain't got no desire, you ain't going to do it. it, it, it you Somebody say, I ain't going to do it. Yeah, you ain't going to do it. You're going to eat your little food. You're going to eat your little snacks. You ain't going to do it. It, it, don't, it don't matter if the pastor counsel you and give you the whole Bible that talks about it. Somebody say, I ain't going to do it. So I, it has to be personal. When, when you've been with God before, that thing become personal. So, so somebody say, go get your testimony. Yeah, go get your testimony. Some of y'all ain't got no testimony. And then not only that, it has to be perpetual. Somebody say, steadfast. I got to be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I can't let nothing get in the way of me seeking God. And then it has to be positional. If you, the quickest way to get out of your pursuit of God is to be in your flesh. Because here's what your flesh, beyond sin and beyond all of that, your flesh, watch this, is going to do everything that's contrary to the spirit. Yo, so that means when my emotions tell me that I ain't really got it, I'm going to stop pursuing him. When I'm hungry, somebody say, I'm going to stop pursuing him. Somebody say, get out your flesh. Because I, I, I have to be, somebody say, in the spirit. And watch this, I believe the latter portion of our foundational text reveals why our resolve of seeking the Lord is so significant. Consider what David says. He says, and to inquire in his temple. David said that I'm going to seek God in such a way that God speaks. Here's the good news. Many believers never get the privilege of God speaking to them. We, we, we relegate God to the pastor. Ooh, somebody say that's dangerous. We, we, we relegate God and his voice, somebody say, to the prophet. Somebody say that's dangerous. We relegate God and his voice to our prayer partner, and somebody say that's dangerous. God says, I want to speak to you, and just as your pursuit is personal, he wants to speak to you. Somebody say personally. Now that's good news. So, and watch this. Whenever one makes an inquiry in the natural, they are seeking an answer. So, in other words, David says, I'm going to seek God until he answers me. Somebody say, I need some answers. Listen, I ain't got to sit with the pastor when God gives me answers. I ain't got to waste time getting counsel from folk when God can give me answers. And listen, I've said this before. The Bible says that there's safety in the multitude of counselors. But even though there's safety, their counsel is not sovereign. Somebody say God is. God says, I want to give you sovereign counsel. In other words, a very specific answer for what you're going through. And many of us 
have to, watch this, we've got to sift through the flesh of folk to try to find the answers from God. And somebody say that's a dangerous place to be. Because you can love your pastor, but there's some days you might catch me and I might be in my flesh. I know you can love your mama and your mama can love you, but you can catch her giving you some counsel and she might just miss God. But somebody say God never misses. And the reason why God wants us to have this level of resolve is so that we can hear somebody say from him. Yeah, I want to hear from him. If we're going to seek God, somebody say, I want him to speak. And this is why this resolve is so important. Let us stand to our feet. I don't want us sowing all of our money into profits. When God says, all you got to do is seek me and I'll speak. I don't want us to waste tears. Talking about we don't know what to do next. God ain't talking. And God says, pursue me. And pursue me with resolve. Some of y'all wasting y'all time looking through horoscopes. Trying to find the next answer. And God says, I need you to have the right resolve. I don't know what you're seeking God for. But put that on your heart now. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God. That we can receive answers from you. But God, we need the right resolve. Help us to pursue you. But with resolve. God, I pray, God, that you give a burning desire to every believer in this place to seek your face and in this season. God, it does not matter what we're going through. God, if we got to drop tears on the altar, we'll do it, God, to seek your face. God, it does not matter the condition of our soul. God, it does not make our seeking of you conditional. Help us, God, to desire you and you alone. This one thing, God, let it be our desire to seek your face. Pray, God, for your people, God. Let it be like fire shut up in their bones. God, give them a testimony, God. Give them this burning desire to always pursue you. So, God, when the situations of life arise, we know how to seek your face. And, God, let us be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in your work. Knowing, God, that our labor is not in vain. Some folk, God, I know there's some folk that have been praying, God, for a husband or for that spouse. And they've yet to see fruit. God calls them to be steadfast. Somebody's praying for their healing, God. And the doctor's report still does not look good. Calls them to be steadfast. Somebody, God, is looking for a turnaround in their child's life. And God, their child is still wilding. But God calls them to be steadfast. Let our resolve be perpetual. So that we might receive the promise of our pursuit. And God, I pray, God, that we all get in the spirit. Get us out of our flesh. Whatever's not like you, God, let us kill it, God, so that we can see your face. You said, God, let no flesh glory in your presence. The reason many of us have not seen your presence is because we're still in our flesh. Get us in the spirit, God. Keep us in the spirit, God, we pray. And now, God, we declare together corporately. Somebody say, speak, Lord. God calls you to speak. God, as we pursue you personally, God, somebody say, speak, Lord. God, your people are waiting to hear. We need to hear you, God. God, we won't have to wait on a pastor or a prophet, but you'll speak to us in the crevices of our heart. Somebody say it again, speak, Lord. And God, we thank you and we honor you. 
for this resolve we pray. And it's in Jesus' name that we do pray. Every believer said thank God. Thank God. And amen. amen. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise.